Hi everyone, it's Roger and James here from the What's On Disney Plus podcast. In this week's episode, we're going to be talking about um, a lot of movie trailers and Disney Plus originals that have uh, dropped this week, including Loki. We've got High School Musical Series 2, we had Black Widow, Cruella, we'll be talking about all of that. We're talking about potentially the idea of Disney maybe changing around their routine for how they release content. And we've got loads of reviews today because of, we've got a couple of episodes of Falcon and the Winter Soldier that we want to talk about, Mighty Ducks, we're talking about some of the Star Originals, I'll also be talking about Earth Moods as well. Um, but before we jump into any of that, just a few bits of housekeeping. If you haven't already done so, make sure you subscribe on the YouTube channel, and also you can find us on um, audio platforms such as Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, etc. Also, you can find us over on Facebook and Twitter, and we do have a Facebook group as well, which you can join in. And we also would just like to say a huge hello to all of our supporters on Patreon and YouTube channel members who help support the podcast. Um, if you're of a certain tier, you now get a shout out. So first off to the executive producer, Platinum Level, to Sarah, thank you for all of your support. And then also on Patreon to Andrew, Jacob, Khalid, Red Mars Man, Andrew, Cody, Darren, The Juice, Lester, Lauren, James, and what's on Netflix. Well, over on YouTube, a big hello to my VCR still works. Well, mine doesn't. Um, David, Beanie, Bad Dog Gamer, Joshua, Amit, Ben, Adam, Drew, Martin, Jeremy, and Sarah. Thank you for all of your support. Um, they get access to certain content early, including our, our weekly classic movie reviews. And they also get to ask questions for the weekly Q&A. So that'll be live tomorrow night, 8 o'clock UK time. And our link will be going out pretty soon for that one. So there we go. So that is all of um, kind of the housekeeping. Well, let's jump into it. Let's obviously start with the big one. Um, James, what did you think of that Loki trailer? It was an interesting trailer. Uh, I felt like we learned a little bit more than we did from the first trailer. Um, got to see a bit more of Owen Wilson's character, yeah. which... Uh, was a bit of a mystery before this. Mm. Um, honestly, though, if I wasn't already interested in Loki, I don't think this trailer would have changed my mind on that one. Yeah, very much playing on, because I literally watched it again to remind myself um, just before we went live. And it's very much playing on the idea that you know who Loki is and you know his history. And I think we're at a point now where the MCU is big enough, where Loki's been in enough movies that we do know who he is. So I don't think they're trying necessary to appeal to new people they know they've got their audience and this is feels like it's playing completely into that referencing the event in endgame i mean you know it was the biggest movie of all time for a mm -hmm. while and um i yeah it does play into that i mean the whole thing of you know can we trust him can we not and we know he's maybe not possibly um so there's all of that to go with it but it's definitely an interesting trailer i'm really excited about this series you know dropping um june 11th on disney plus and that then six episodes will see us right through to um august um yeah i just i just i it was a bit grainy a little bit fuzzy a little bit foggy sometimes you know they've got like a clear visual way that they're filming this one um but overall um i just you know i really enjoyed it i i it's, i'm definitely i don't want to watch any more trailers now though. that's the thing this will be the last one i do watch for that reason um because it's just, yeah, I don't want to be spoiled anymore. I think, you know, we know a little bit more about Owen Wilson and obviously he's trying to manipulate Loki to helping him. But Loki will probably be, we know he's one, and he already says he's one step or 10 steps ahead of them. But I think he's probably more closer to 15. <laughs> you could really go either way with that because he could be claiming to be 10 steps just to be in their head when he was really yeah. only 
three steps ahead, or you might even be steps behind and just making it up as he goes along. That's kind of the point of Loki. He's supposed yeah. to be mischief. You don't really know what you can get. Um, that said, I also will not be watching any further trailers, no matter how short or long mm. they are. Um, this is going in the same category as WandaVision is for me. Yeah. Uh, you know, Falcon and the Winter Soldier is obviously very straightforward. There's a couple mysteries going on mm. in there, but it's very straightforward. Whereas WandaVision was very much each week, you're like, what weird stuff is going to happen? And I think Loki is going to be in that same like category uh, for different reasons. I don't think it's it's going to be completely enshrouded in mystery and like what the heck is going on. But a lot of uh, plans within plans within plans and making up new plans on the spot. So there'll be a lot of potential spoilers in this that we don't really want to know about. Yeah, I mean, it's, it just feels kind of like, you know, we're now talking about Loki. I mean, we've, we've, we've done WandaVision. We're now like two thirds of the way through Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And it's just like, we went a year with nothing. And now we are literally just like on a buffet. <laughs> it's just, um, you know, and I'm like, okay. I'm, and I'm really, I am actually going to be glad that we've got that May break of Marvel just to give us a little bit of, so, um, get ready but yeah i'm looking forward to loki um we also got some other trailers this week so we got high school musical the musical the series two uh, season two which will be returning on may the 14th um i secretly liked the first season i didn't go into the first season that's secret and now well okay it's, it's kind of one of those things of um it's a series I wasn't expecting to like and i ended up kind of liking and i'm in on the second season now i'm i'm all in um watching it is very fun very humorous like you know they've kind of now got it looks like it's kind of going into more of like the traditional um storytelling thing of they've now got enemies you know they've kind of got a, a rival uh, group that they're going to be going up against because they're going to be doing beauty and the beast rather than high school musical two you know <laughs> that which, I, which is kind of i kind of quite like the idea that you know because this is one of those weird things with this series of like people are, are going in I think people expect it to be a certain way because of the name and it really is, a, they could have called it something completely different. And I don't know if that would, I might've helped it, but I really, I think this is a great extension of the brand and a very different. Um, if you haven't seen the first season, it's on Disney plus now. Um, it, it, is, it is, I think it's one of the, one of the better um, Disney plus originals. And I'm really excited about the second season. What about you? I, I have not f- finished the first season, but it's more because it fell off. Um, for me, because we had so many series yeah. right when it launched, uh, when Disney Plus launched, that several of them that I actually really did enjoy uh, kind of fell off and I never went back to them. This is one I could see going back to, but I'm not in a super hurry to do so. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. The, the trailer for season two looked pretty good. They definitely had the whole um, we're going to escalate the stakes. We're going to to amp it up. And now we've got this other school doing the little mermaid and we're doing beauty and the beast. I would not write off them doing some stuff from high school musical two. Uh, I don't, I don't think they would have brought it up if they weren't going to still do something with it. Yeah. Uh, but, but we'll see. Um, my question was, was Christian Chenoweth in the first season as well? Or is, was that new? Who? Uh, she was the, she was kind of their dancing instructor person in the trailer. Uh, like she was the one, like she threw the ball at the one kid and was like, no, react in character. That, I think that was Christian Chenoweth. 
I don't know. There was Mia, the the the, uh, the drama school teacher. She did have the drama school teacher. I mean, the only one is Derek Hugh. He's the the newest character that's been brought in on this one. But not sure. I can't. I'm, I'm definitely can't remember that bit. I remember them throwing the ball, but I don't remember who did it. But um, I do think this is going to be a great series. Um, we're gonna gonna be a bit spoiled, I think, when we hit like May because we're gonna be getting, you know, High School Musical the series, Big Shot, and Mighty Ducks Game Changers. You know, we're gonna be getting three, and we'll, and we'll have Bad Batch as well. So we're gonna be having four series. I mean, it's quite a lot of. I mean, that's, yeah. I mean, actually, three of them at once is quite a lot of high school stuff. But it's you know, it's a target audience. Um, you know, we are going back. We're going back to you know, Disney Plus launch zone of like multiple shows to watch. <laughs> yeah, but if these shows had just launched on the Disney Channel, we wouldn't, uh, it'd be unremarkable in that, you know, they've got so many teenager yeah. shows going at the same time. It's like, this is the audience. These are these are the shows that would be coming in probably at like the four or five o'clock weekday time slot when kids are coming home from school, uh, depending on, you know, what yeah. time they come from school in your area. But yeah, it, it it's not just a throwback to Disney Plus launch when we were overwhelmed with with titles, but it does feel like these are things that would have maybe been on Disney Channel. Yeah. Um, okay, so I'm going to kind of um, shift a little bit, yeah, because we'll do the, the movie trailer reviews, but kind of we're on that topic. So there was um, a thing went around on the internet this week um, from YouTuber Grace Randolph who said that people are being given polls and surveys um, about shifting dates around, days around of releases for Disney Plus. Now, I haven't seen anything of this yet myself, so we'd, we'd, but I can imagine these kind of surveys going out to kind of see, because I think with Disney dropping everything on one day, it has advantages, because you know that on Friday you've got all this content, but at the same time, it's very easy for something to overshadow something else. And with so many different series arriving, um, you can't help but feel like, you know, could Disney Plus benefit from spreading out some of its content, you know? Is the Falcon and the Winter Soldier overshadowing the Mighty Ducks episodes because they're arriving on the same day? Had maybe that arrived on a Wednesday or a Monday or something like that, would that help spread it out a little bit? Um, there's also, I think, the, um, you know, do they put the classic stuff on? You know, the classic stuff maybe is a bit different on different days. Do they spread it out a bit? They are going to be doing some experiments this summer because the Gordon Ramsay Uncharted third season is going to be debuting on... National Geographic um, the, in the US on like a Sunday night, I think it is. And then the following day, they're going to be arriving on Disney Plus on the Monday. So they're already starting to, um, this is why I was like, oh, okay, now we're already in the zone of them trying something different following what they do with Hulu. So I think that's a good idea. But for us over here, like we're in star territory, um, it's actually, I'm not, I think it's actually could be a very good idea for them to shift maybe the star content onto a different day because I'm not kidding. We are getting probably close to nearly nine to 10 new episodes of new shows a week. A week. I mean, I can't believe I can say that now, you know, when we consider where we were this time last year. But when you're getting that many new episodes dropping of that many seasons, it's very easy for stuff to slip away. Maybe things not to get the attention that they maybe deserve. And um, I don't know. I mean, I think, I don't think they're doing this anytime soon. And I think, in some ways, it actually makes now the Friday drop so much bigger because, you know, I mean, I know when I'm going through the lists and I'm telling you like, oh, there's about there's basically 10 to 15 things arriving today. It looks so much more impressive. It looks much more impactful of going, oh, yeah, you have the drop every week, but here it is. You know, it's not just 
don't know, a Pixar in real life short in some random movie. <laughs> so, um, you know, it is now really kind of looking like a proper list. You know, we're getting a full update, multiple seasons, we're getting legacy content, all the rest of it. Um, I don't know. What do you think about sort of shift, spreading things out a little bit? I, I'd be for it. I think that they it would help them to split these up a bit. Mm. Uh, wouldn't necessarily draw too hard a line in the sand on it, but I'd, I'd say something like legacy content Tuesday, Wednesday. Uh, that way they, there's an opportunity to watch those if you want. Uh, the major releases should probably stay on Friday when Falcon yeah. and Winter Soldier, Star Wars stuff. Uh, but yeah, get get Big Shot and, and Mighty Ducks out of the way of each other because they're, yeah. they're probably... You're, you're probably going to watch one or the other, but if they're coming on different days of the week, then uh, you're more likely to give a shot. Because again, it goes back to the way we used to watch television. Mm-hmm. This show was on this day. This show was on that day. And uh, yeah. and, it, and it it made it a bit more defined. That said, if they don't, uh, not too big a no. deal. No, I mean, I think it's a very interesting thing of what they're doing. Um, if I, I, I'm not sure if they would do it in the US um, fully yet internationally might be a little, they might be getting feedback and watching what's going on of like our shows getting lost in the shuffle um i know for myself you know there's certain shows like next and um house drum that i watch days later because it's just like um just well mass of time you can't i mean i'm lucky in a in fortunate that most of the star originals i can watch a little bit in advance to do the reviews so i'm not getting that whole feeling on a friday where i've got five sh- you know all these different shows to watch. I've already watched them during the week. So I've already kind of got that where I've kept everything. So I can, I can attest to the idea of if you spread them out, it's a lot easier for me because I will tend to watch, you know, one a week or week building up to it. So I can spread it all out, which I can see, well, how that works, but it's definitely, I think it just, the thing is now is it just makes Disney plus look so much stronger when going up against competition. You know, when people are going, Oh, what's new this week? Well, here's your list. That, you know, and like the, I think last week, you know, Disney had to use three different panels of their social media posts to show you what was new this week. You know, there was days where they didn't even need to have enough for, for the first line. <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, that's a big difference. The only thing dropping this week is the entire season of Big Fib. I mean, that, yeah. that, that was, I think, one of the mm. actual things. And now, yeah, you've got... Uh, we've got the Marvel content. You've got the original content. You got the legacy content. Uh, and if you're in one of the, if you're not in America, basically you get all the the star content yeah. as well. I mean, there is a lot of people as well, like jumping in, then going about the times. And the trouble is with times is a lot. Most people have kind of, whenever anyone talks about the times that they want stuff to drop, it's very much like what's convenient for them. That mm-hmm. is like, well, I would like it at six o'clock at this time. Why? Well, that's when I'm free. It's like it, the problem I think Disney have got is. They actually do need to drop the stuff in the middle of the night to help the service because I don't think they could drop stuff six, seven o'clock at night and when all America is awake. And that's, I think that's a technical issue. I think dropping it in the middle of the mo- in the middle of the night would severely restricts the impact. I mean, we've already seen it with what was happening with One Division and, Fa- and Falcon, not where you know they've had to make changes to the, how they did stuff to try and stop that drop i mean even falcon and the winter soldier yesterday dropped 10 minutes earlier than everything else the normal update at like eight o'clock in the morning three o'clock um eastern midnight 10 minutes before falcon dropped you know they are starting to do that where they're actually starting to drop that episode a little bit early to get some people in and off that 
particular time. Um, so I do think there's that. And also it is a stream, you know, they've, they've got the whole world to please. So there's always going to be somebody upset, but um, that way, I think in the US, they keep them like half their audience on that day because the, the hot star stuff is on a different servers and all the rest of it. So it's being done differently. But I do think the time they're dropping it is being done to for a technical reason rather than um, from the idea of yeah, it's just not a convenient time. And there's no real right answer for this either. And in fact, it's all nothing but wrong answers mm. uh, when you're looking at it from their perspective. Mm. Uh, do you drop it? globally at the same time everything and that means for some people it's dropping right in the middle of the workday and other people it's dropping at three o'clock in the morning and uh do yeah, you yeah. layer it uh, it's it's i a mean mess. We get, for us day it arrives at eight o'clock in the morning which is not an ideal time you know i mean for me it's good because i'm up with anyway so i can you know it's, it's a good time for me because i've got into that routine but also you know, most of the, you know, most of the UK, you know, people are already on the way to school, they are going to work, so they have to wait until the end of the day. So it's not, it's not ideal. Um, it was kind of quite fun with the time change for a few weeks, where it was a, dropping at seven o'clock in the morning. I know there was a few people like, oh, this isn't, this is, I can watch this before I go to work. <laughs> um, um, so there's never a, a good time. I mean, in Australia, get it pretty good. I think that's seven o'clock at night, but again, it's the number of people logging in at that point can handle it. But um, so just to take that into account, again, it's nothing has been confirmed. I think it's all still like speculation at that point. We also got two other trailers this week. Um, and also now the, the live pages are up on Disney Plus for Black Widow and Cruella for their premier access. Um, so Cruella um, coming on May the 28th. I'm, I watched the trailer and I kind of did get to the end going, okay, did that, was, was, we saw a little bit more of um, Emma Thompson's character, but generally... Um, I'm like, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm still kind of lukewarm on it. It's, it looks okay. Um, I'm, it'd be interesting to see where it goes and I'm, I'm convinced that it is going to be fun to watch and um, whether or not people are going to want to pay premier access for it, but that's your choice. You can go to the cinema if you're vaccinated and you know, you have that choice, um, which is, you know, I think there'll be more people doing it. I know here in the UK, um, our cinemas, I think are due to open if, if the rollback happens on May the 17th. So Corella kind of is landing just literally the week after our cinema's open. So that's not a bad thing. So you have that choice if you want to. But did you catch that Corella trailer? I did watch the trailer. Um, the first half actually had me a little bit interested because it was less focused on Cruella herself. It was a little more on the situation yeah. uh, at hand and, and what was leading into it. it was more of a proper prequel style thing. Um, and then the second half, we again dropped into Harley Quinn territory. And I was just kind of like, yeah. And, not really interested yeah. in in Harley Quinn. I'm not even interested in the D, in the current version. I should specify of Harley Quinn in the DC EU. And I'm just like, I, whatever. Yeah. I get that she's exceptionally popular right now, so I can yeah. understand why they would want to draw on that influence. Uh, but at the same time, well, actually, the thing is, I kind of look at it. You know, Harley Quinn was very popular a couple of years ago. Um, no. I don't necessarily think the like black um, was it Birds of Prey kind of um and they got, yeah I mean, you know, it's it's kind of one of those things of you know when they made i mean they might it's hardly in, you know she does look like she's just gone completely and in some ways kind of makes her look like you know it's like well you have got established who she is already so you've kind of you know what she's going to turn into so therefore you can't adjust her too much but she did seem a bit weird 
Yeah, it's not even what she's going to turn into. I do appreciate that they're just kind of like, no, she's just evil. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it does seem like they're they're going to go with, well, she wasn't really evil, but she got pushed really hard, and now she's truly evil. But um, yeah, I mean, her I mean, name's Cruella, and what she wants to do is skin dogs and and turn them into coats. You, you don't really get much nuance in that. There's not much yeah. gray area. And all I'd like to say is I'm really looking forward to that eventual crossover where it's Cruella and John Wick. You know, that's a, I think a movie waiting to happen. I <laughs> honestly, I'd probably watch that. That that even yeah. if it was like just ten minutes long, just John Wick <laughs> hunting down Cruella, I I would watch that. I saw this meme the other day of like Thanos and he clicked his, you know, he clicked the fingers and John Wick's dog uh, died and then suddenly Thanos is going, no. <laughs> I think that's been a meme since since uh, Infinity War first came out. But I, know. I was just like, saw it, it the other day and I was like, it works. Um, we also got a new trailer for Black Widow. Um, again, just these were both kind of like the Disney Plus Premier Access trailers because kind of confirming it in the trailers that they're coming. That's coming on July the 9th. Um, Watch it just more, just more Black Widow, more and Taskmaster. Just, I'm really looking forward to this one. It's kind of weird. It'll be interesting to see kind of going back into a, a Marvel movie because, um, you know, having had all these series lately, it'll be kind of fun to see how this all works. Um, I think they have made the right decision in terms of how they've, they've pushed it back a little bit enough. So much more of the US is vaccinated, much more of Europe will be vaccinated. They've got a better day. I think I read somewhere that they've got like, essentially they are estimating that they could have three times more money by just pushing it back three months because of how many more people are going to be willing to go. There's a big, that last drop made a lot more financial sense for them to do. Yeah. Cause if you do it in, in the middle of May, even if people are vaccinated, you know, they might not be fully vaccinated yet. Cause you, yeah. you need to have the second shot in many cases and you need to have that two week or three week period after even the second shot before you're fully in uh you get to june you get to july people are much more likely to have gone through all of that and this could actually end up being the movie that that kickstarts people back into theaters in the first place Mm -hmm. there will be some big budget movies coming out before it but i think black widow is the one Mm -hmm. where people can can go no, I, I want to go back to the theaters. Now, I'm still planning on just watching it at home, no matter what yeah. the situation is, but I think that they're right. I think more people will be willing to go to the theaters at this later point, and it'll probably do pretty well in the theaters. I think it's still not going to hit the projections of what you know it would have done if it had released uh, last year without uh, you know COVID getting in the way, but it'll do better. Yeah, I mean, my plan is um, I'm going to go with Premier Access because I know that I can watch it at least twice. Um, and I will watch it. I'll probably watch it three times. My parents will probably end up watching it as well. So um, I feel, and it's just like, it's like, yeah, Black Widow. I, I I'm going to be honest. Corella is one of those things of, um, if I probably wasn't doing, you know, the podcast and the website, I don't think I would do it. And I'll be just, and if I want to see that movie, but I'd probably wait. Whereas with um black widow i'm i'm in i'd be in i i would be seeing that movie regardless of doing anything else so it's i I just feel like that way with that one yeah i think cruella i'd either wait for it to come on to disney plus proper uh Mm -hmm. just on on the regular subscription service or even if it you know it goes to the proper release theater um the run gets digital if I could find it for a rental 
um, a digital rental on like Amazon yeah. or Google for I don't know, $10. I'd probably do that. Mm. Um, but yeah, especially since, you know, uh, same old nugget. I'm, mm. I live alone. $30 for a movie I'm probably only going to watch once. That's not worth it. Well, I'm a bit like that personally right now with um, Kong versus Godzilla because it's available like here on like Sky Cinema. It's like 16, 17 pound. And the same thing with Wonder Woman. And it's a little bit like, hmm, I do want to see it, but is it worth is, uh, 17 quid? Um, that's a lot. I mean, I, if I think if it was like nine ninety, but usually a rental, you know, I'm looking at, I'll be honest, sometimes I have been that thing of going, hmm, it's a pound cheaper to have it in SD rather than HD. <laughs> I'm going to SD, uh, especially if it's not a big, I mean, if it's not a, a blockbuster, it's like, well, it's, I'm not really going to tell the difference. Yeah. Um, but yeah. why do I need HD for this uh, rom-com or whatever? Yeah. That They don't really need it. I will say um, Kong, uh, Godzilla vs. Kong, I really enjoyed it. Mm. I would not have paid a premier access price for it and been happy, but I already have HBO Max, so it's... it. it well... Yeah, I mean, this is, I mean, got, that movie has done fantastic for the box office. I mean, they've kind of, you know, they can't quite believe that that movie was the one that's got everyone back. I uh, would well, not got everyone back, but it's the, the best movie that's brought in a load of money. And it's kind of weird that it's done that and it's been on at HBO Max. So they've been able to kind of have, and the best of both worlds, Warner Brothers have confirmed that all of their movies from 2022 are going back exclusively to cinemas for a limited period. Um, so this whole HBO Max thing is very much a band-aid. It's not a permanent solution. Uh, you know, whenever anyone throws that at Disney Plus shade of going, well, HBO Max is doing this. Yeah, well, they 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 had to launch it and they didn't have any uh, like content. <laughs> I mean, I, there's not really a lot of uh, HBO Max exclusive content. You know, they kind of had the their um, content got all got messed up with COVID as, just as much as Disney's did. I suspect that HBO Max was planning on this being a permanent thing, mm. a day and date uh, combo to keep people on HBO Max, but they just got too much pushback from the theaters. Mm. Uh, understandably, the theaters uh, would be very mad in this situation. Mm. They're, they're mad at Disney, even with them charging extra. We had the whole Cinemark boycotting uh, Raya thing. And yeah, I, I suspect that yeah. if not I, in the current yeah. form, they had something planned and now it's not. I still think that once all this is over and next year, we will be looking at probably much shorter times for movies to arrive onto, um, you know, Disney Plus, Paramount Plus, HBO. I think we're going to be looking at months rather than the six, nine months that we had before COVID. But definitely interesting move on from there. Um, it's been a kind of bit of an odd week for news. Um, so there's not really much anything major. But um, let's now go into some of the reviews because we kind of, unfortunately, last week, we did talk about Mighty Ducks and, and the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, but the audio was so bad, I couldn't really put it up. So I did a little bit of editing and put that one together. Um, so we're going to kind of do a double thing where we talk about that one. But before we get into that one, um, I just want to do a brief talk about Earth Moods, which will be arriving on Disney Plus on March the 16th. Um, Usually the embargoes kind of run on a Monday, but it's weird today. It runs out on a Saturday. So um, I can talk about this one. You've got five episodes where you see some beautiful scenery of some amazing places on planet Earth, glaciers, forests, deserts, cities as well, you know, flying over cities with amazing drone shots with very chilled out music. Um, very beautiful, very well made. Um, I think there might be some more of this one. Kind of weird. It's a the kind of content that you kind of that I would say is very popular on YouTube. You know, this is a very niche. 
This is you don't sit there and want you know you're not going to learn anything. You're not going to get there's no story. It is just about relaxing and. This is the kind of kind of thing you maybe put on before you go to want to go. You're trying to go to sleep, or you're just trying to relax. Maybe you're doing some yoga. Maybe you just want some background on while you've got friends over. You know, at some point. Um, you know, because I know we. You know, we had all that with the Christmas. Um, I remember putting up the Christmas Yule log on Christmas Day on our television, and everyone kind of going, "Why have you got a fire on?" It's like, oh, it's like that's cool. <laughs> Everyone's just got an Olaf running in, and then suddenly, and then I set up like in the afternoon on the, the fish tank, and everyone's kind of and then it's jumping every time Nemo comes on. Um, so I think this is great. This is the kind of stuff that I would put on, like while I'm editing videos or maybe writing a review, and I just want some noise in the background of, but I don't want singing because that can distract. I kind of definitely feel like I have, I know I put on instrumental music when I'm doing editing. So I'm actually getting into that zone of using this kind of content for what I want. So I completely get it. It's not for everyone. Some people might say it's, it's it, I don't think it's cheap because it looks, it looks beautiful and they've obviously spent some money doing it, but it's very niche. Um, and I really, really, um, I think this is great. I think this is good stuff. So I haven't seen it. Obviously I'll yeah. be catching it at the normal time, like everybody else. Um, but I really do enjoy these ambient uh, moods, ambient sound, kind of things they're fun to put up on the second screen uh you know so you're working on your main screen and then up on the second screen you just have something chill going on uh especially these days with covid when you don't well we're getting into spring and summer so people are getting out more now but you know during winter you're stuck inside uh it's nice having that little view into the outside world but like you said it's not the kind of thing you know it's friday night it's family movie night you're not gonna <laughs> get all the popcorn ready and grab your soda and be like all right we're watching flyovers of uh the himalayas tonight yeah. that's not what this is for um i'm curious though having not seen it what's the the runtime on each of the episodes give about, or take about 30 minutes a piece okay that's that's decent. Uh, yeah, um, that was a lot longer than I was expecting because I thought, well, are we going to get like five minutes? I'm, I'm really hoping they do do a version where they edit all five of them together to kind of get like a two, three hour version so you can just leave it on. Um, but generally, yeah, it's, you know, they're a lot longer than I thought. And there was that kind of feeling of going, <laughs> this reminded me of Sword a few times. I was just going, if I sit, sit there at the end of the thing with my feet just dangling <laughs> and there's the wind blowing. <laughs> I mean, that, but that, that's a perfect example, though. Yeah. Soren is one of the most boring rides at the park. It, it just, yeah, it, in in its design, you literally yeah. you are just hanging there and there, and you're watching a movie while hanging there, and yet the wait time it on it, it is oh, it, it's it's I love that ride, but yeah. it, it's the wait time is almost always an hour plus, mm. uh, even during the slow. Well, there's no slow season anymore, but you know the slower season. Yeah. Uh, it, it, I've seen it get up to like 200 minutes before. It, yeah. It's crazy how popular it is. And it is literally just you hanging there and flying around the world. Yeah. Uh, and, they, and they blast air in your face. It smells like oranges and seawater and stuff. I, I love the ride. But yeah, when, when you actually sit down, you're like, uh, yeah. so what do we do? Now you just sit there. Well, it's funny because we when we were at um, Shanghai Disney like um, 18 months ago and normally the queue like you say is like two three hours we got in the park it was a drizzly wet day and the queue time was like five minutes and i'm literally we got in the park and like i like ran through this brand new theme park to get to soaring i'm always going what are we doing what we've been on soaring it why are we in a rush i'm like because if we don't get on this one now we might never do it 
because you're not going to wait if we get up to those. those. I mean, luckily that day, the queues never got the second day, which it was up in the hours. And it's like, well, we never would have done it. We just wouldn't have done that because um, it was like, well, we've, we've done it in. But yeah, so yeah, kind of kind of gave me that re- uh, reminder of like, of, of that attraction. Soren, yeah. Now, now I want to go ride Soren. Uh, yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, and to be honest, they just they just they've just announced all the dates for this like Disney cruise in August, like from a city near me. And I'm like, a two day Disney. And my wife's going, oh, no, no, no. And I'm like, oh, I need a Disney fix. I've not I've, I've, I've gone two years without like I need um like and we were supposed to go on that ship last winter in the Caribbean, not quite the same going around um, the English Channel, but I'm a bit like, ooh, <laughs> good to it. <laughs> so I'm going to be keeping my eyes out. Uh, depends on the I, price. but I was in Disneyland in January last year. So I, I got a little bit in 2020. It's been more than a year now. Uh, and I'm talking with my friend about going at Christmas. So we'll, yeah. we'll see how yeah, the, I mean, the state we, of things I mean, are. We though. got back from China like in December, just before all this kind of came off. So um, so then let's talk now about some of the star originals. I want to just jump into, um, give a little bit of um, what. So we've had the, so Big Sky, we've got had the first half of the first season. It's now finished. Nine episodes. I'm really hoping that we're going to get episode 10 next week, about a couple of days after the US. Nothing has been confirmed, but also nothing's been said that it wouldn't. I mean, essentially, we'd assume we've caught up with the US. I've been loving that series. Um, really, really can't stress that one enough. I've been, um, it was you know, two, two police officers, or not even two detectives, chasing down two guys that have been kidnapping um, sort of prostitutes, and then they end up picking up the wrong girls because Ronald gets... Um, gets annoyed by the two girls and then the kind of what goes on from there like the police chasing and I, the, the finale was a great you know a really good finale um lots of uh, a real shocking end not dissimilar to falcon and the winter soldier um <laughs> and um it was in terms of the ending um but it generally as a whole um really loved that series my wife constantly is asking me when new episodes are dropping um because we have had like like previews a little bit in advance. Um, so my wife just every day. Is there any, is there any more Big Sky? <laughs> just like, which is great. I mean, you know, that's something that we don't normally have. So I've been really enjoying that one. Um, love Victor. We got the uh, uh, penultimate episode of this past week. Really enjoying that series. It got a little bit um, in the middle. Got a little bit out of it, but generally, um, really, really liked that whole um, series. I'm looking forward to the finale next week. Um, yeah, it's it's it kind of that kind of situation now of just I see why in some ways you know they might have felt, but I still think Disney they, they chicken out, and I'm never gonna I'm always gonna bring this up. Like having watched Love Victor, and having you know seen other Disney Plus originals, I'm sorry, but if this is like this is like nah, they 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 chickened out when they when this one should have come on last year. Um, no confirmation yet of when the second season, I, I'm expecting it will start dropping on in June when it does in the US. Um, so that one's good. Um, Hellstrom, I'm a little bit behind. I'm a few weeks behind on Hellstrom. Me and my wife are slowly working out. It was kind of like the non-urgent show of like when when you finished everything else on the on the box and you've watched this is done, then we go to Hellstrom. It's the kind of, not necessarily saying that's bad, but it's not, I think because I know it's cancelled, it's not high on my, you know, watch list it's like we'll, we'll so, get there eventually well i 
was it canceled or was it just not renewed? Well, um, well it was not renewed because obviously it was the last of the live action Marvel series that I think they'd already started production and spent money on it. And I mean, we still got like Modoc, but I think Modoc and Hit Hit Monkey, but they're kind of technically different. Those are very different. Very different. <laughs> uh, I'm looking forward to Modoc actually, but um, that, that looks bonkers. Yeah, but it, in, a, in a good way. Yeah, but it's also it's far enough away. It's an animated series. It's far. It's away from the MCU. Um, Hellstrom, I'm really enjoying it. If you if you didn't tell me, I didn't. I did the trick where I didn't mention it was Marvel until um, and my wife had said, "Oh, we'll put it on, see what it's like." And then she's like, and she goes, "Oh, it's another Marvel one." I said, "Are you like Lucifer?" So that's DC. So you, are you and you watch Constantine of your own choice, and that's DC. So you do like these. So she, I can see like you know she'll watch it because. That, that kind of element she she enjoys. She enjoys all like the vampire and werewolf shows and stuff that are on. So this one's kind of and this all right. Um, next as well is another series that um, I'm enjoying. Um, just very weird seeing all this like tech of all. I'm sitting there go watching and go. Why did this get cancelled? This really feels like this is a. I was I'm enjoying it. I'm I'm like okay. I know it has been cancelled and I'm probably no. I'm I'm going to be disappointed because I don't get a, a, a an ending to it. But it's fun, fun, especially right now where, you know, we still can't really go out much. Um, I haven't been following up with uh, Dollface. I kind of didn't really like that one too much. So I kind of haven't really been watching any more of them. A new Star Original dropped this week, which was Filthy Rich. Again, another TV show that got cancelled, like after the second episode. Um, this was set in kind of in the South where they have this family that run a Christian TV channel. And, you know, they're all kind of like saintly and just after donations from everybody. When secretly the, the guy running it is, you know, he kind of is supposed to have died in, a, in an air crash while, you know, with a number of other women on the plane and having a, you know, kind of complete. And you kind of watch, and I, I just really found it hard to watch. It felt a bit stereotypical. It's like, it was just wasn't comfortable watching. You just kind of got to the end and going, uh, I didn't like um, Kim who, from like Sex and the City in this one. The character just felt odd. Um, so it's not a, I'm not going to be returning for any more episodes of this one. This is again, it's been cancelled. I'm not wasting any more of my time. It's, I'd, I'd say to everyone, check the episode out. If you've got it, I'm in the UK and see what it's like. But I am a little bit like with Disney Plus right now. Going, right, you've given us uh, Filthy Rich, uh, Next and Hellstrom, all of which have been cancelled. You know, Nearly a third of the Star original so far are just cancelled shows that have not been sent, sold anywhere else. Um, so that's been good. Um, so I've been enjoying those. Out in Australia, they've been getting new episodes of Grey's Anatomy, Station 19, Family Guy, and Bob's Burgers. They get new episodes every week, and Grownish as well. Um, so I have just I've watched uh, Station 19 and Grey's Anatomy this week. Grey's Anatomy is full-on like going into... They've completely embraced the whole COVID situation. You know, they are doing the story. You know, they are, I mean, it's kind of weird watching it. And my wife turned to me and goes, oh, are they going to do this? Like, I said, this is the whole season. I said, I said, in one way, maybe they were able to film the entire series because um, they all had, everyone had to have PP on. <laughs> it meant they could actually film it. So, um, and it doesn't look out of place. It's that kind of one situation of, you know, you can see that in, you know, all the, all the, um, they can do all the rules and they can follow everybody and have everyone together because they actually can use the PPE on set. You know, they've got everybody in, you know, masks and, you know, they've got, you know, air, their own air and all the way. It's like, 
wow, they actually could, this is probably the only show they probably could have filmed at that period. And it's kind of interesting if like, it set the story in a different zone. And even in station 19 there, you know, they've got the masks on and, you know, they're driving by in their truck and people are clapping and stuff. And I, mean, I am kind of glad that they've gone into it because I feel like with Good Doctor, which isn't on Disney Plus, because um, it's a, a Sony run TV, but it's on ABC in the US. They only did like a couple of episodes on it and then kind of went back to normal. And it feels odd. It's like life's not, you know, my wife works in a hospital. That's not what's happening. It wasn't like, well, we did two weeks of it. We've told the story. Now we're just getting back to normal. It's like, no, that's not how, I know like people will be wanting to go back, but I don't know if hospitals will ever go back to the way it was before. You know, I think PPE will be around and just how, but I'm really enjoying those series um, as well. Because again, there's just so much content dropping. I'm trying to think what other storage and Solar Opposite season two started as well. I'm really enjoying that animated series. That's definitely something I'll, it's a bit of a, I kind of watch it and it's so crude. And then like, I feel like I'm a student again. Uh, like, cause I like, I kind of fell out with all these animated TV series and I'm like, and I'm really like, this is just like, it's wrong. It's, and I feel wrong watching it on Disney plus as well. It doesn't feel right. You know, it's still in that zone. I go, wow, they're really swearing. And there's blood and, and you know, there's like in jokes are going like this week, yeah, this big sci-fi battle and, goes, and they're going, look, somebody phone up Hulu. We need some more money. <laughs> next thing the clip goes the things are over go, did you see that battle <laughs> they go yeah they didn't get the money <laughs> oh. <laughs> i haven't seen that show at all but it, it yeah. well, that was the one you said is kind of rick and morty crossed yeah. with like what futurama or yeah, south park yeah, or something yeah yeah i'm just, just i'm again it's it's so nice having this range of shows just dropping and move you know and no, we, I mean, you think of all those times of like talking about what we wanted from Disney and st- the addition of star has turned Disney plus into that for us, where it's now a, it's a full streaming service. Me and my wife now fire up Disney plus to watch stuff together. You know, we started watching Quant- was it Quantano. So there's a new series that dropped. Quantico. Quantico. That's it. Yeah. Mm. Um, we hadn't seen that one before. Um, so there's, and like my wife, we watched, um, was it Fright Night? Uh, Fright Night the other day. We've had like um, this vampire movie, um, just and with the guy from Star Trek, and it had um, it was it Colin Farrell as this vampire, and it's like that was like, my wife just went in and, and started up the movie. You know, she's going in there, and you know, she's I think she's watching um, Scream Queens, and she's starting to say now, "Oh, fire up Disney Plus, let's see what's on." She never did that. We never did that until Star arrived. Um, and that's what I'm loving. I'm loving the fact that the two of us now can sit there and watch content in the evening together. You know, we've, because up till then, Disney Plus was my app. You know, that's like the WWE app. She never goes in there. <laughs> it was just, um, and it's just nice now that she goes in there of her own accord and that she starts, you know, you know, even if she had a profile, she never used it. She never was there. But now we are watching content on um, Star and it's just, just great having this extra content from Disney Plus. And this is the audience that they were hoping to reach too. Yeah. Cause there's plenty of adults who are, are perfectly happy getting nothing but Disney content. You know, even if you're including Marvel and, and star Wars in that, yeah. you know, they, they want Mickey mouse and Donald duck and all the stuff that comes along with that. But there are a lot of adults out there who are just like, no, I'd rather be watching Grey's anatomy or, or whatever. Yeah. We're going to be getting rebel at the end of May. 
that's they announced that yesterday um unfortunately i think with the news of prince philip then like the social media teams all like shut down for the rest of the day um but yeah so they confirmed that rebel um is coming on the end of end of may which is another series i'm looking forward to it just started on abc in the u.s again that's a show that me and my wife can watch and it's just this is it has just it's amazing the difference of what i'm saying to people like if i can sit there and say you know how much disney plus are you watching this week star is I would say it's probably quadrupled the amount of time that we're spending watching um, Disney. I mean, it's just, it has made such a big difference. And I, it's so annoying in some ways of going, I of like how much better Disney plus would have been for the U S had you got stuff. And I'm sure they're going to see this in the numbers and when they start promoting it. And so, I know they've got to push Hulu and all the rest of it, but, Internationally, I think this is fantastic. Um, I think this is really making a massive difference. So, I—I I mean, I know just in fact, you know, I can say to my parents, like, watch this, or my wife is telling people, oh, you'll find that on Disney, you know, and we can—you're having talks with friends about shows, and you're not talking about Mandalorian, and you know, you know, these are like other shows, which is just just good. Yeah, um, this the standard water cooler shows that you know, if we had normal offices at the moment you would be talking about with your your co-workers yeah. uh, while while gathered in the kitchen area or, or whatever so let's now talk about the disney plus originals so let's talk well first off redux so we're going to talk about episodes two and three because we didn't kind of um you didn't hear yes last week's um i'll be honest i watched these about a few weeks ago so um i've i'm past season episode three i haven't seen so it was all a little bit of a blur because i watched all three of them back to back so it was a bit like where did it end so now i don't have to worry because now it's, it doesn't matter but what did you think of mighty ducks this week and last week so i'll start with episode two yeah. uh wasn't a huge fan of episode two uh i recognize that it was a necessary episode for us to have uh because you know you needed to establish the status of the team you needed to have them go up against another team and uh, just absolutely get destroyed by them. Uh, but episode three was much better because it really got to dig into the themes of the series. We got to see actual emotion on the core plot points. Uh, and the, the team is starting to be become a team yeah. uh, in episode three. Yeah, it's, I definitely kind of, it, it felt like when you put the three of them together, it, it told a story much better than the weekly drop. I think episode two kind of, I, the thing is for me, especially episode two, was the thing of I really felt like the the, the mum was being so um, unsafe and being risk, risking these kids' health for the sake of her own child's vanity project of you know they couldn't even stand up without and then you're putting them in there against a, a team and you know they go this just isn't safe this you shouldn't you know there was you know they you can't and there's that thing of I know they got really excited because they scored a goal. Well, that was, yeah, and that was in the third episode. Yeah. So. Well, I think we'll just we'll blend them all in. Yeah, we'll it. blend it all together. Uh, but it, it's important to note they yeah. got destroyed in the second episode. Yeah, and of course, in the second episode, they have that whole thing of they get up and try again. And that's what's all important. And the whole thing of going, losing isn't fun. And there's a, you know, you, losing isn't fun. But you've got to, you know, it's like, did you have fun while you were playing is the important thing. Losing, um, but they got destroyed to the point where it's like that you wouldn't if you kept if you had a, a few weeks of that you're going to end up just going like this isn't fun i'm not enjoying it you know and no matter how much fun you're having during the week you might be like nah um so they obviously come back and you see it with that third episode where they get a score a goal 
and there's a win. They have taken that as a pure, pure win. And then like Mighty Ducks are kind of looking at them going, they completely lost and they're celebrating one go. And they're being real assy about it. They're being just nasty, you know. And you can see that obviously, you know, they, they've been setting up this st- storyline of um, the girl jumping over because she doesn't like it. And I don't know, I just, for me, it was just like, I don't think kids would act like that. It just, it just felt a little bit off. It did feel a little bit off. Um, they did kind of have to have that moment and they needed to hammer home the point of, you know, the, the, uh, the no hopes, whatever yeah. the team name is. No, no, uh, don't bother. Don't bother. That's right. The don't, it doesn't matter. That's the same thing. Anyway. <laughs> the don't bothers are there to have fun um, and they support each other because yeah. the way they scored the goal was a team effort. Now yeah. it wouldn't have worked in real hockey, but this is the mighty ducks. That doesn't matter. <laughs> Um, and then, of course, the coach for for the Mighty Ducks in this was just like, "How did you let them score a goal? This is wait, how can you stand there with pride when you let these guys score a goal on you?" And and you get that you know uh, comparison, the compare and contrast between them, mm. uh, which is important. Now, obviously, they are hamming it up quite a yeah. bit for the Ducks, um, but you need that villain. This is a this is ultimately a kids show, so the villain is going to be a little bit more obviously villainous and the heroes are going to be a little more obviously heroic. Um, but there's a kind of thing I'm going to be even like, we're now like, we've seen like a third, essentially nearly about a third of this, of the show. I still, and I'm going to say this, I don't think the ducks should win. I don't want them getting to that 10th episode and winning and beating the ducks in the final and winning the con. Cause it's like, no, I'm sorry, but you don't, you can't start at the beginning where you can't even hit a ball or hit whatever, a puck and then win the championship because you'd have lost every single, I mean, they probably have that thing of they get one win in the whole, in the whole league or something. Um, I'm guessing that's how they'll go. They'll be, they're going to be bottom, but if they get one victory or something like that, it's a win. Um, I kind of, I like it, but it's a kind of thing of, I think a movie probably would have been enough for me. I tend, I te- and I'm thinking like a five hour movie is quite a lot for this. If you think of all the episodes, 10, 30 minute episodes. That's that's a four to five hour movie. There's a lot to tell in that amount of time. It's essentially the Mighty Ducks trilogy. <laughs> it, it pretty much is. And they're going to have to vary up the story. It can't yeah. just be, we lost really badly, but we didn't lose as badly as last time for 10 yeah. episodes. There, there has to be actual story. There's obviously going to be drama of some point. The, the, the team is going to have to have that uh, breaking apart and then coming back together moment. Not sure what that's going to be yet. They haven't, uh, shown any obvious like dark secrets like there were in the movies yeah. um, but th- they'll have something like that and that they are throwing in regular human stories too yeah. uh, which you need like uh, the podcast kid pining yeah. after uh, the cocoa girl and yeah. and she's pining after the food distributor distributors and it's <laughs> like it works as a kid's show. <laughs> just yeah. like, this is yeah. ridiculous. But at the same time, it works for the target audience. Yeah. Um, so now I'm enjoying it. It's, it's kind of, it's like, to me, it's like one, it, it's kind of slides in the sandwich between like Diary of a Future President and High School Musical, the series. It's kind of in that kind of zone for me. It was like, it's fine. Um, it's, my wife did say it's too kiddish. So she's not watching any more of it. Um, it, the tone is a little bit lower than I was expecting. It's probably on 
I know it's funny because my mum wants to watch it, so that's kind of because um, she enjoyed the enjoyed the movies. But this is that kind of thing of I think this series kind of got going and then kind of there doesn't seem to be a lot of discussion. There's not a lot of talk about it. It's very much um, this might pick up more as there's more episodes available and maybe when like Falcon drops and stuff like where we've got that break. I think this is a great series for people to jumping into and getting on with it. I'm liking Bombay's character. You know, I'm liking him, you know, kind of weird. Like, I don't, I don't, you know, he's going to become the coach, but is that something I actually would have preferred him just to stay as the grumpy man that didn't want to do it as, because that would have been a bit more realistic. <laughs> I, he got, he got burnt and he doesn't want to do it. And he might give them the odd little nugget, but generally he's just a grump and just wants their money. Right. And I appreciate that in the third episode, they did actually give like why he is such a grump too. And it, and it wasn't just um, angry at that getting kicked off the, the ducks coaching staff or something like that. No, there's an actual story and he's like, he, he's bitter because some things were unfair. It wasn't just, oh, this isn't my team anymore. Quit. Um, yeah, it's, it's funny. Cause the way they met, because I'm obviously not really understanding us, um, you know, college rules. It kind of was like, Oh, that kind of instantly reminded me of safety of what yes. happened with safety of, you know, he looked after kids that needed it and it was against the rules. Um, I, it's kind of weird from like, like that's just not stories you really hear of like over here. Cause it's not really a, I don't even think it would be an issue. Cause of course we, we don't really have that whole sport, sport and education aren't connected. You know, here right. there's no scholarships to go to that doesn't exist in this country. I don't think, well, I've never heard of it. It doesn't, it's not a thing we have. So you go to, university to do a course and a degree you know and you've got to you take out a loan and that's it you know there is no kind of like well if you're good at soccer you'll be you know there isn't any of that so it doesn't we don't have um you know rules about you know all the rest of it every kid every student's poor that's just (laughs) that's just how the how the system has to be here um and i don't know it just is that was for me it was just like oh that's kind of like what happened with safety and that was in my you know, my only acknowledge, no knowledge of what he was talking about was because I'd seen safety. Um, yeah. Again, it, it, but that's again, for, this is sometimes where things that happen in these shows sometimes don't translate internationally because that doesn't exist elsewhere. And it's also part of the reason why I do want more international content uh, mm-hmm. coming in. Uh, not just you know, American content going out to places that aren't America, but stuff coming into America, because there will be things in those shows and those documentaries where we as, as Americans will be looking at and going, this is, I've never heard of this being an issue. This is something completely foreign to me, but that's how you learn about the world. Yeah. That's how you, you find out about things. Speaking directly to the NCAA, which is the, the college athletic yeah. association here. There are some obscenely, uh, strict rules regarding gifts and money uh like the kids cannot take basically anything like you said that was a major plot point in safety i can 100 percent believe that you know gordon bombay buys some random college kid uh some some hockey tape which is what you put on the stick uh and the ncaa just going no no doing that at all and then of course without going into all the politics of it yeah you know these kids go on and play in the NHL or the MLB, you know, the, the professional sports league and just get showered with money. Yeah. Uh, even, even the lower level players. And it's, it's like, we are not preparing them at all for professional <laughs> sports. 
granted the vast majority of college players will never play professionally, but that's not the point. No. Right. Um, moving on from there, let's now um, move on to Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So we've got two episodes. We'll kind of probably blend them all in because I'm my memory of like what happened in what. Um, the the yeah. important thing is Zemo dancing. That's, yes. that's all got, you need to. We got, we, got, we got an hour of him just like, we got the Zemo cut now. <laughs> They, re- release they released the Zemo, Zemo cut, cut. Um, which is the most absurd thing. I mean, so many people were so they've done it. They've it's like, how on earth do these people like? So, like sometimes you wonder what happens with social media, of where something so stupid from a, a two seconds of a of a series can then create memes, and then they create somebody sat there and edited together and just repeated him dancing to the same music, and you know, just like. And it's just so strange. I mean, Zemo, I'm going to be honest, he is so cool in this series. Um, the la- and there was a little bit of, like, episode three kind of reset him from what he was like in Civil War. But in episode four, they kind of nudged back a little bit more to what he was like in Civil War. There was a kind of a, um, a shift back to him being, you know, manipulating them all. Um, I'm really, I mean, just really enjoying him in this series. And kind of, I mean, I'm not really too familiar with the Baron other than from like the Lego games. So I'm not really sort of, and it's very different seeing him now. He, in some ways it kind of feels almost like a different character, but um, I, he is so cool in this, in this, he's kind of, definitely um, stealing the show. Well, he definitely stole the show in, in episode four. Episode three, I think, was a little bit of a different matter. But like you said, they kind of rebooted the character a little bit. Yeah. And we talked about this, but obviously yeah. um, the audio file got corrupted. So uh, what we ended up talking about was like, you can't just randomly make him like a duke or a king. Yeah. I, know it, I know it works with the comics. He is Baron Zemo. That, it's not yeah. just a name. It is his title. But it's like, that was not established in Age of Ultron at all. There was no yeah. hints at it. Why? Why is royalty of this country in special forces? That yeah. I mean, I, I know, I know the the princes over there in in England that they they did tours and, well, and all, such. But all of the all of I mean, Prince, Prince Philip, every pretty much nearly everyone has done has served at some point. Um, so it's very much kind of interconnected. Like for me. All of all of our princes have been involved in um, in it, so it kind of makes I I did, doesn't even commute that that's not a thing, but generally it's more I think more of a way of them hiding for a few years away. Yeah, I, um, but it's and, I do think as well the problem is with being a baron is it then it gives them like stark level where any problem can be paid away, any problem that they need to deal with, we need a car to get from A to B, the car just turns up. You know, we need to get from A to B, we've got a plane turns up. We need some guns. You know, anything you need suddenly then can be happen because he's got enough money to pay for it. It was, was definitely so nice. But yeah, that was so nice about Falcon at the beginning when he didn't have any money. And that was the, that was a big part of the problem with episode three was just like, oh, well, we don't have problems anymore because yeah. we can go anywhere. They did tone it down a lot in episode four. Um, other than that, um, condo apartment whatever that they were staying at uh it really didn't come into play it's like well anybody can buy sweets for kids that's not yeah that's not like a a a barren thing uh it'll be interesting to see if they they bring it more into focus in episodes five or six and i i kind of hope they don't i preferred the ultron version of the character where he he was just a highly competent special forces guy who uh had some terrible things happen to him and he wanted revenge 
Yeah. Um, and I, I think that just, I think that worked well. I mean, what I really liked about him in, in episode four was he was much more, you know, he hates super, you know, the whole thing of like supremacy and being better than everyone. You know, and when he's got, when he's faced with that thing of having super serum, he just flat out destroys it. He has got no, there is no desire in him in the slightest to take it. There is not even a fraction of a second. There's no hint of, you know, when he's talking with Sam about like taking it and kind of, you almost see that thing with him, you know, like Baron's like, okay, you've, you've shown to me that you don't think you're, and I, and you know, and he, you kind of got that just that, you know, they, I mean, we're going to see much more. I mean, how that Thunderbolt series is not going to be a thing after this um, is definitely happening. Well, but, well, they keep killing all the villains off, so there's no... Oh, yeah, camera in, in, in any event. <laughs> oh, there it's back. Um, well, they keep killing off... And I'm muted, apparently. Yeah, no, yeah you're fine. Um, it's definitely, I think, for me, I think the whole thing of... He is a, such a great villain in the fact that he's got that sneaky, that sneaky side of him. He manipulates everybody around him. You know, the whole thing of him... You know, he's, he's got the kids on things, but he still turned them all against... Sam and Bucky, just in that slight bit, even with the kids, are going, here's some but, money in his, but I he, but that, don't trust them. But that was a little bit weird because he did do that, like, don't trust him. And then the very next time you see the kids, like, yeah, bring my friends with me right here. It's yeah. like, uh, but you told him not to trust the kids. Anyway, uh, before I interrupted myself by disconnecting my camera, apparently, I wanted to make two points. Uh, one, uh, I kept saying Age of Ultron meant Civil yeah, War. Yeah. So uh, sorry yeah. about that. Um, and two, you know, you have that whole thing with with Zemo manipulating things, but he had that conversation with Sam that you mentioned, where he's like, "Well, would you take the serum?" And Sam's no, immediately not. Uh, which I agree was like a oh, he's earning uh, Zemo's, yeah. um, and if not trust, at least respect. Yeah. But then I loved how they paralleled that scene later, where um, where John Walker was like, not even taking the serum, but like, "Would you take the serum?" And he's just like, "Yeah." course i would take the serum this isn't a question right yeah i mean let's talk now about john walker what a character he is and i'm not not kidding the internet reaction to him has been i mean it's been so bad i mean the actor wyatt russell came off social media because people were just like really bad with it um and because it feels like and there's a real big thing going on right now of comic book fans know what's happening because they know of us agent and they know of john walker whereas like mcu fans that don't know who he is they are they don't know all of this so they're coming in and he's like this bad of captain america i mean he's definitely bad after um, the end of episode four because we're not used to everyone's like oh he's not a right he's not a replacement for chris and it's like yeah but he this is the whole point is he can't be um, and it's, but it's also setting up quite nicely that when Falcon takes over, everyone's going to be in a much nicer mood. Well, he's not as bad as Sam, you know, he's not as bad as Walker. Um, <laughs> and it, but I mean, that whole thing, and you see it in episode four, you know, episode three is about setting that thing of him not getting the respect he thinks he's earned. He's not getting, he's, and I mean, that whole thing of him losing the fight to Wakon, you know, the Wakandans. I love that music when that kicked in and we're getting a full, like, just. And that's that thing of him going, I just lost and I don't even got. And you can see that thing if he's fighting in a war with people that he's suddenly out, he's outgunned and he doesn't know. And he's just that whole thing of the super serum is a way of him even in the score and being right. And I can see his point. I'm not going to lie. I kind of, I, but 
he's got a massive chip on his shoulder and he's come in being a hero for the wrong reasons. And I think well, that's the that's the problem. Yeah, and we've seen the memes popping up over the, the week where yeah. people are pointing out, you know, that there's that whole line in the first Captain America movie, like I you don't I don't need a perfect soldier, I need a good person. And Steve Rogers was the good person and Walker is the perfect soldier. And we're see- seeing why you wanted to go with the good person instead of the soldier. Uh, but I also do, like you said, I sympathize a bit with him too, where, where he has that realization. He gets beat up by the Dora Milaje and they're just, and he's like, they're not even super powered. And they just whooped me. Like, yeah. Like I am playing in a, in a ball game that's like so far above my level. Uh, and he's only just beginning to grasp yeah. just how, outmatched he is so i can totally get from his perspective to be like yeah i'm taking the serum because i i need to be able to even the field uh and at the same time you're just going you're not steve stop trying to be yeah. steve well i think that's the thing isn't it? you know he's, he's trying to fulfill the thing and i think that he's like the disrespect he's getting as well is like it's, it's play you know and he's he's traumatized by the whatever he, what happens um in war and it's a shame they didn't show him actually taking the vial instead of him suddenly then he just bends the steel and like now now and now you know that kind of thing of, oh he's taking it he's now a super soldier um but i in some ways i like that with the within some of them killing off Battlestar to give him that he just went nuts he just you know he lost his his friend and in a normal war situation you know that would be what happens but of course he's captain america and that final scene with him by that fountain and everybody recording him and him just, I mean, that final scene with the shield yeah. just covered in blood is just, um, that is, that's an iconic, that was an iconic finish. I mean, that was like, um, I knew instantly when I went into the, into our Facebook group and like all the pending posts are just that, that is the thing, you know, that final shot with him just brutally just destroying him with that shield and him just standing there covered in blood. You know, essentially, that is now him losing Captain America. That that is the point where the U.S. government probably is going to either disown him, or Sam will be like, "Right, you ain't you ain't this anymore." Right. And that's going to be the. And I it it was a. I never expected that ending to be like how they went, and I was shocked. But I also I loved it. I absolutely. This was such a great. That fourth episode was because it's taking the time to get to it. They've told the story. They've had time to look. So when something happens, it's much more meaningful because they've spent the time getting there. So I was expecting him to kill somebody. I, I figured that would be the tipping point where people like yeah. go, nope, uh, this is not Captain America. I know obviously the internet here in real life has already been like, no, this is not Captain America. But the, we got the impression there were people in world in the MCU who were like, yeah, I'm totally down with this guy being Captain America and this will be the, yeah. that, that tipping point. I did not expect it to be that brutal. Now, obviously, they, they, did, they did not show the actual mauling, but the angles that they were using, and again, that shot you were talking about with just the, the shield just covered in what would normally be a heroic shot. You know, it's, from the, it's a low angle shot with him like doing the look off into the distance kind of thing. Although it's more a thousand yard stare or, yeah. rather than, you know, the, the Steve Rogers heroic pose. Uh, but just having the blood on the shield, yeah. just like, oh, someone screwed up real bad. And in his mental state, he is not going to be putting that shield down by choice. He, he could get orders yeah. from the president himself and he'd still be like, no, this is my shield. I'm Captain America now. Yeah. And you know, it, uh, it's it's fascinating because 
and this is the thing of like we know there's been a lot of this discussion about you know him you know a lot of people thinking he's a villain and the fact that he's going to become a villain and he's going to be um and it's like this is a, he is a superhero he is a jackass he is annoying he is you know because i've been reading um the latest season of um u.s agent the comic book and he's like that in the comic books you know this is you know he is like that um and people mistake him for captain america because he kind of you know wears a kind of a similar outfit but i hope that the that u.s agent does come out of this you know it might take him um, a little bit more but i don't want them i don't know i don't want them sacrificing john walker and i'm sure they're going to keep him around because you know he's um but well, yeah you were mentioning thunderbolts earlier yeah uh, john walker actually does have connections to the thunderbolt yeah. now he's not not who comic fans would initially associate with the thunderbolts but there was a run where he was basically the government liaison to the yeah. team um i try not to reference it too much but you got the suicide squad movie from a couple yeah. of years ago he would be the yeah. um the yeah, the no, military no, no. character in there who's trying to keep everybody in line while on the mission uh, and just side note i really hope the next suicide squad movie is much better than the last one it looks much better yeah. yes we'll see um yes yeah, so i'm i am hoping that they go somewhere because you know the thing is you got to look at it like he is he is being he is a hero and he is you know he's a you know i mean it's sort of saying what happened and i think he's being i think people are expecting him to be this bad guy because essentially that's what's always happened in superhero you know the doppelganger the guy that's trying to be somebody turns into the villain you know that's a standard 101 kind of comic book movie and of course this character isn't like that he's a little bit different um but no i'm i just you know it's just i also love the fact you know there's like they're, they were showing the thing of sam going and talking to carly just like one-on-one you know, no gear but you know you you're what you're doing isn't right i you're doing what it, it does make sense but you're going about it in the wrong way can we just come you know come to an agreement on like try and work it out of course she, you know any respects you know the fact that there's a funeral going on but obviously she, she then thinks it's a trick and all the rest of it but it's kind of weird with her character because i do find it very tricky because uh, you know obviously sam does reference about oh she's just a kid um it, she is not just, just a kid <laughs> no but it it kind of you know, she is very. I, mean, I I don't know if I'm fully in on her being the main villain of the series. I'm still. I know they go really sympathetic on her of why she's doing it and all the speeches and stuff, but I'm really just not. I don't know. It's like it just feels a bit odd. I suspect she's not like the villain villain yeah. of the series, but she might be the villain who uh, Sam is eventually able to yeah. be like you're your intentions are good, but your path is wrong. Yeah. And he, he gets her to stand down. And that might be the moment where people yeah. are like, Oh, this, this, Sam is actually yeah. Captain America or, or should be Captain yeah. America. Um, oh, I think the real villain of the series is um, power broker probably. Yeah. Uh, but we'll, we'll come back to that. One. Well, the question is of who is the power broker? Because I mean, right. And well, there's yeah. an, there is an obvious choice uh, yeah. that they've been playing up, but it, you're kind of getting into that territory where you're like, they're making it too obvious that this is the, the choice. And you're kind of going, uh, yeah. So on the one hand, if it is who we think it is, I wouldn't be surprised, but I also would not be surprised. We're like, no, nah, no, nah, that was a red herring all along. It's really this well, character. Over the here. Bit of, I mean, I hadn't, to be honest, I hadn't really put two and two together to you mentioned it last week of Sharon Carter being um, the power broker. You know, she's always in the right place at the right time. She's extremely welcome. I mean, for someone that's got kicked out of, um, the government you know she's made a real like 
name for Serbia. She's got satellites. She's got teams. She's got loads of money. So she's doing something. And um, yeah. and it's important to note she does have a vested interest uh, in getting the super serum for herself because obviously Peggy Carter was heavily yeah. involved with that. She knew Cap, uh, probably was in love with Cap. Uh, she w- she would have a lot of reasons to want to get the serum. Yeah. But there's also been other little speculations, and I saw this one yesterday of which might help connect up with um, She-Hulk, where it could be um, the leader. You know, the leader could be involved in it. Um, and they did set they did set up the leader at the end of Incredible Hulk. Yeah. Uh, so that there's certainly a possibility that would be a would be an interesting callback. But I could see it. I mean, they're bringing everything back in for the um, you know that was one. I mean, there's other you know it could just be someone completely random and a brand new villain. Um, but yeah, no, I don't know. It's very interesting to see how this is playing out. I think the funny thing with like Falcon and the Winter Soldier is so different to One Division that how kind of there are some questions and all the rest of it, but we don't have that same level. It's very straight laced where it's going. Um, I'm enjoying the whole thing. Like, you know, Bucky's kind of getting his time to shine. You know, he's, he's a little bit more than just, um, he's walking around moody. I mean, he does have to stare, <laughs> but generally, um, you know, well, he, he got to yeah. cry this episode. So yeah. That's, I, that's, I just really enjoyed that's one more emotion. I mean, they're definitely kind of that whole thing of like using locations and stuff and making this world bigger, you know, Meripore, you know, little nods to, I mean, people have been going nuts over like X-Men acknowledgements of, you know, that was the bar that Wolverine loved. Yeah. And, yeah. So, uh, so I haven't watched any of the videos on it because I actually know most of the Easter eggs already, but that one scene in episode three when they first get to Madripoor mm. is loaded with Easter eggs. You can find all sorts of YouTube videos breaking it down completely. Uh, I personally am not reading too much into it. I think they just use Madripoor because it's a cool location and it is something they want to bring into the MCU, but it is not a backdoor for Wolverine showing up, guys. Please, yeah, please stop I that think, one. I think the trouble is, I think, like, WandaVision set up this whole tone of being able to, everything was possible. WandaVision made this way of anything was possible they can do, anything they want, you know, they are bringing in the Fantastic Four, they're bringing in um, you know, we had all the, you know so much speculation with one division, and Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I can see that there's a little bit of like incentive to kind of maybe create content that isn't there to try and drum up that same kind of level of interest. And it's for me, I'm just like, I need you're. This is like, and in some ways, the Marvel fandom has started to go, whoa, hold on here a minute. You know, you're racing ahead. You know, this series is a little bit less. It's not like that. You know. You know, they are not going to introduce the X-Men in a Disney Plus series like halfway through. You know, this is like, no, they, they're going to keep it for something big. You know, they're not- And also it wouldn't, it wouldn't make sense in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. You could maybe argue Wolverine because he would have had a history with Winter Soldier potentially. Yeah. But it's like, no, you're not going to go with this basically... Uh, black ops superhero story and all of a sudden cyclops is going to be dropping down in blue spandex and jean gray is going to have her you know like her her pink telepath yeah. stuff coming out maybe you do psylocke but even then it's like why no this is not the sh- this is not the series for that i mean i i you know how setting up like um Maripol, and also um because they are set are in are they in latveria or latvia they're actually in Latvia. Um, yeah. They're in they're in Riga, where I, w- I actually was there in uh, 2019, and pretty sure some of those shots were like in the Latvian palace, which yeah. was kind of cool. If if not the palace, then at least something that looks a lot like it. 
Because uh, because Doctor Doom's from Latvia, isn't he? Uh, Doctor Doom is Latveria, which is a fictional com- country. Yeah. So this is yeah. So this is where I was getting a bit confused of like going, um, like going, are they bringing in Doctor Doom and all? That? It's like you know, just the whole kind of thing of just like how it's all. And again, this is where you know, a li- in some ways, a little bit of comic book knowledge can be dangerous. <laughs> but it's like making, um, but it is kind of like just expanding the universe. And I'm what I really enjoy. I think bringing in elements of Black Panther. Um, kind of sets us up now. We're going to have obviously them chasing down Zemo as well. Um, I just thought as a whole, this, I think the fourth episode was much better than the the uh, the third episode. You know, we're now into the like the I would almost you know next week is the penultimate episode. So this is when things have got to you know now we've got like Walker's now set. You know, there's something's wrong with him. You know, Sam and Bucky have now got to deal with not only Walker but also. Um, Carly and all the rest of them. Um, in some ways, it's a little bit like I'm glad they kind of got rid of some of the super soldier serum because 20 creating because it was getting that thing of like you know, these random people that have got super serum and then just beating them up and throwing them against the wall. Like, yeah, it's kind of a waste of a you know, we could use this to power a lot more useful than the random thug one and random thug two. <laughs> yeah, no, it, obviously, having some of the serum left over was really just a plot device so that. Yeah. John could have it. Um, yeah. And so Zemo could have his moment of being like, no, I, this is my conviction. I am destroying the serum and then actually yeah. destroying the serum. He just missed one. Um, and then, of course, you, ne- you need to have somebody who could actually feasibly stand up to Winter Soldier and Falcon. And just sure, you could do it with like a, a super black ops team like Zemo would have had. But it makes more sense. And, and it thematically makes sense with the show to have some some people using the serum in ways that Sam and, and Bucky would not agree with. Now, if the question is really now, it's like, because Zemo, I thought, are we going to see him again or is he gone? You know, that's the Oh, no, thing. he's coming back. Because um, the thing is now is like, he's not really in a position where he can do anything unless he's good. I, I, he might come back and help Sam. I mean, that might be um, help them in some way. I mean, that's where it kind of, you know, because he wants to get rid of the flag smashes as well. Um I don't know. It's just cut. Yeah, but he's also going to be on the run from Wakanda. So I mean, if I was him, I'd just leg it. I wouldn't be um, hanging around. <laughs> yeah, but as we just established, he has conviction. He has yeah. this this single minded purpose moral and compass. that purpose. What was that? But he has his own moral compass. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, which revolves around there being no super soldiers, and yeah. so the flag smashers are super soldiers. John Walker is now a super soldier, though we don't. We're not sure if Zemo knows that yet. Uh, well. Okay, he's going to know once he sees the video. Yeah. I think that that's pretty obvious. But yeah, he, he has the single-minded obsession of getting rid of... He's not going to care that Wakanda's after him. He's, he's going to view them as a nuisance getting in the yeah. way of his true goal. Yeah, uh, it's, just, yeah. it's just... It's such a, a fascinating um, series. I'm really enjoying it. Um, I know I kind of... In some ways, it, I still think it would have benefited from having a little bit of a break between this and WandaVision. I still think that had I been a month, maybe might have been the help just i think going back to back into into it but I, you can feel it starting to build up steam with momentum now people are getting more into it because now we're like four episodes in same thing that happened with wandavision where you know it, it's i think it's like we're getting into the good bit now we're into that like the final part of the movie it's the uh it's the double-edged sword of being a TV show rather than a movie. You've got more time to explore the story, more time to set up the story, more time to, you know, look at the characters and go, well, this is Wanda. This is Vision. 
these are things you did not know about them because their screen time in the movies was like two minutes winter soldier and Falcon being the same. Uh, but the downside to that is now you're spending the entire first episode, just setting up the plot and talking about these characters and not really, you know, getting that forward action. Cause once you got to what episode four or five of it, yeah. uh, WandaVision, things really started to yeah. pick up and you can already see episode four was the, all right, we're moving to the conclusion episode. Yeah. Episode five, based on what they set up on the end here, could be really action-packed. And then, of course, six will be the, the finale. So. Yeah. Just just a fantastic series. Loving it. Um, again, we've still got two more weeks of great Marvel goodness. And then we're going to be then... Yeah, then we've got a whole host of other shows. But yeah, um, lots of stuff to look forward to. Um, keep an eye out on the website and the YouTube channel this week. We've got some interesting videos going up Um which I can't say till Monday, um, but definitely keep an eye out. Um, right, guys, thank you very much for checking out this episode. Remember, you can go check us out over at whatsondisneyplus.com. You can like, follow, and subscribe. Big thank you to all of our supporters on Patreon and YouTube channel members. It helps keep everything going. And on that note, guys, thank you very much. See you guys soon. Laters. Later. Later. <laughs>